week three wrestling podcast coming to you on a I don't know what well it's nighttime so it can be sunny. It's at nighttime here, Thursday night here in South Florida. I'm your host Ernest E.J. Christian alongside Mike Bernier and uh Mike Bernier because Joe Lopez is running a little late. He'll be on in a couple minutes. Uh so just all, all the fans of uh, Alonso Diaz uh hang out. It's okay. He will be here in a second. Michael, how you doing? Uh I'm alright. Craig's moving over. Hi, Craig. Sexy beast. Special yeah. guest joining hosting. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just finished Limitation Chamber finally. Um, literally about minutes before I went on here. Finished the entire show finally. Oh, you finally finished the Limoncello Chamber? Limoncello, baby. Not a bad show. Not the best Saudi Arabia show, but not the worst Elimination Chamber show. Certainly wasn't better than the Crown Jewel last year. I tell you that. Crown Jewel was. That's for fucking sure. Um, we'll get to that in a second. Um, another uh, WWE uh, star is gone at the building. We it up. Oh, up. Yeah. On. We'll discuss that in his future. And then, of course, I got a topic I want to discuss the last couple of weeks that you guys are not looking forward to, but who gives a fuck what you guys want? It's <laughs> about wrestling TV. Uh, a, a host and co host that actually care about his other members of his. Staff. I do. You guys do. That's just, I just want to get this topic in there. I want to jam it in. You know, I'm good at jamming things in like that. You know. No. She, she said that. She no. said that. No, she, she did. She definitely didn't say it. And also, rest of the week nominations. Which, by the way, I think um this is the last week of the month before we get to uh our February uh right right right. Is that the noise that she made when you jammed it in too? Because it really just sounded like you were trying to have an orgasm on the show. <laughs> Anyway, that's what we're talking about. We're going to do Joe's first, but Joe's not here to fucking discuss it. So, we'll do, we'll do a review of Lemon Chamber. Well, Lemon Cello. Yes, the Lemon Cello Chamber. Um, <laughs> that's Saturday. I saw you. Live from Rijad. Let me bring the card up. Rijad. What's a Jedi? That's what we're doing. The Jedi? The Jedi. Okay. The Jedi. Yeah. <clears throat> how, how was all how was all three three counts today, buddy? I know you're on there again. Uh, it was a good show. It was very entertaining. Any word when Tim Tim come back? I know Tim, oh, aka God, but any idea when Tim come back? Full? Whoa, 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 whoa! Why are you? Whoa! What? You're a dick. Why? Nobody, nobody, no! How dare you try to tell us that Tim is is the God of three count? Thursday. No, to, no, we didn't say Tim was, no, we said Tim is God, period. He's no God. Oh, okay. He's just... That's just, that's like just your opinion, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're misconstruing it. We have a character on Three Count that, that is, or not a character, but the God of Three Count is there. And I can confirm to you, as someone who's been on the show for the last two weeks, the that that is truly God. It is not anyone playing the role of God. No. Uh, okay. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> I don't know what you're winking for. I'm telling you, it's really God. Well, I, I'm going to Joe's topic next because Joe's here. What? We're just going to do Mike's topic, but since you're fucking short ass, probably showed up. Why wouldn't we do Mike's topic first? I don't understand. Your topic is more out of what's going on right now in the moment. Okay, sure. That's fine. I mean, it's Cesaro. Our boy. He gone. 
Yes. He's, you I mean, hold on. He's really our boy. I think he's like mine and Joe's boy, and he's like your acquaintance. I claimed him recently. I mean, I you know I was I was invested in that push last that little push last year. I'm sorry, I, I was the only one that tried to project him into winning the the, the title. Um, if you guys remember during my anyone but Roman phase. Um, so yeah. Are we still in that phase now, or you, I accept the fact that Roman Reigns is the greatest, greatest of all time? No, and um, definitely not the greatest of all time, but I've come to learn the fact that they're going to try to find a way to give him like the title for like 7,000 days, so I just have to kind of deal with it. Facts. You can have worse things. Uh, could you, though? Because I think anyone being champion more than like 150 days is too goddamn much. In today's WWE, I would, I, would, I would actually tend to agree. Certain guys can, I think certain guys can sell, sell the idea for dominance. He's one of the few guys that can actually, okay, makes sense. It's Roman. You get it. But anybody else, that's like too much. Okay, so you want to do my topic? Let's do your topic, Joe. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Tell, tell the listeners how you doing today. Oh, I'm doing good. I got, I got a Rambo on my lap. Uh, hey, Rambo. Say hi. Say hi. Not to me. You already said hi to me. Adorable. All right. All right. Bro. Chill. So anyway, so my topic, yeah, real simple. It was all over today. Apparently, Cesaro no longer working with the WWE. His contract expired. Uh, Vince McMahon pulled Tony Khan. They they just did not renew the contract. I guess, though, in this case, they actually wanted to. Um, but both sides could not come to a deal, a.k.a. Cesaro maybe finally got tired of doing absolutely fucking nothing in WWE. But... My question to you guys is, where do you think the endeavors of the future are for one Claudio Castagnoli, a.k.a. Cesaro, a.k.a. don't put him in traffic in Connecticut because he would hate that, a.k.a. the most money-making man in Europe or whatever the fuck his nickname was? Where where do you see Cesaro ending up in this? Are you first? Are you surprised that his time in WWE has finally come to an end? Second, if you want to reflect at all on his time in WWE, or you know, I know Mike and I are both long term fans of his, but certainly third, there's a whole lot of dog action going on here right now. Just hold on a moment. It's dude, calm down. Everybody, calm down. Am I surprised? No, based on what's happened in what you've been the last couple of months. I want to end also too on asking where you see him going from here. I mean, the, I mean, the easy answer is AEW, but I mean, their roster's fucking bloated as shit. I mean, I, I I can see him playing out there, but again, I also see him if he goes to AEW, will he he'll be <laughs> have the same amount of time on TV. There he had him WWE, so I don't know if his, if his time be used up, be useful in AEW. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him there just because I'm, I'm a fan. But I'm surprised, no, because especially you know the tease they gave us last year, you know, going to WrestleMania, he beat Seth Rollins, all that, you know. Then he gets that match against Roman a month after WrestleMania Backlash, and we're thinking, okay, well he's not gonna win the match, but he's at least in the picture. And then that's it. We got nothing else. We got like little. Appearances here and there, and no, nothing, no major feuds, none of that. And, uh, yeah, so I'm not surprised based on how things played out. Obviously, WWE wanted to keep him there. 
I mean, they were, they were negotiating up to the final hour, and that didn't work out, if you believe the dirt sheets, of course. But, I mean, it's sad because it, it, it feels like a miss here. It feels like a miss because I felt, I felt like last year, at least from where, since I've been watching, you know, the last three years, you know, and you see this little push game last year especially, that th- there was space for him to not be a champion, at least be in the conversation, you know, at least be in the picture. And we got like two months of that, and then that's it. And and he was over too. He was way over. So very disappointed that things didn't work out. I was hoping hoping he stayed there long term, but you know, I mean, like I said, he's as easy answer to AEW, but I don't know if they can if he be used properly there either. So I don't know. I, I don't want to be wasted in it somewhere. So anyway, um, Mike, as you're high, I would say that if he. I want to answer the question about where he's going first rather than – and I think that's to the Revolution ladder match and winning it. And as much as I don't want him to go to AEW because I do not want him to get lost in the shuffle, exactly. which I think is something that is 100% in play, even though that Cesaro is one of the more above-average wrestlers in professional wrestling right now. Um Am I surprised that his time at WWE is up? Not necessarily. I'm more surprised that it was that his contract expired and not that he was part of releases. Uh, I think that's more what I'm shocked about. I'm more surprised that he his contract just straight up ran out and he decided that, you know what, I'm going to gamble on myself and make the decision to go elsewhere. Um, that's what's surprising in the whole situation. Not necessarily that his time in general is over. Right. It's only AEW idiots to say, oh, well, he'll get a home here, big deal. Keith Lee, debuted three weeks ago. Since then, has been on TV since. Well, he had his honeymoon. You can't really use Keith Lee as your, as your measuring stick. Same, though. Like, like this idea that AEW will use this guy or use anybody in this, okay, you'll we'll, we'll, we'll get adequate TV time. I'm not saying that he'll get used going forward, but it's one week here, and then I don't see it two, three weeks. And then one week here, see two, three weeks. So, yeah, um, I think it's a little bit different for Claudio personally. Um, you have a couple of different options you can go with there. You can have him, you can have him bring back Chris Hero. You can be back the Kings of Wrestling. Uh, he can be a part of basically in division in, in the show. Um, what I would say is, is if he ends up there, um, I'm okay with it. I guess I'd much rather him go be in New Japan or go, you know, wrestle somewhere somewhere crazy. You know, out out in WXW, Progress, something like that, New, New Japan, more than I would rather see him go to AEW. But I think, you know, Cesaro has an opportunity to make some money. And who's to say that there isn't more of a discussion between Vince and Cesaro between, you know, that, now, and, now and whenever, and they just straight up resign him. Right. You can't really either. I mean, they, they, I, 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 obviously there was some interest in him keep staying there. It wasn't like he was cut. I mean, the, the reports are, are that they were negotiating up until the final hour, and things didn't work out. And maybe Cesaro said, you know what, let me, let me better myself going forward and see what happens. Or maybe, you know, they come back to, draw, to, come back to, the, to the table again in, in a month or two months, whatever it may be. So, Joe? Here's one, and Mike, I'm curious to see what you think about this. I've heard people... Nobody... You don't know what Ring of Honor is. Shut up. I know, I know. I mean, I'm, I'm just... 
And it, it's related to Ring of Honor, but it's not him going back to Ring of Honor itself. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, right, Mike? Jeremias? No, 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 no. I'm thinking of him not going alone to AEW with somebody. I, I mentioned that AEW needed a hero. Yes. You were you, you were muted. I don't think you heard me, but I said that maybe that we could get a re- return of one Chris Hero, and we could maybe potentially get the reunion of the Kings wrestling. Posted that actually on uh, social media. I saw that uh, little tease out there. Hey. I mean, like you don't understand because you've never actually probably seen them wrestle a match with each I, other. I don't. I'm not. Like they had a run in Ring of Honor circa 2010 or so where every match they had was absolutely fantastic. You had them versus the Briscoes. I think you had them versus the Young Bucks. You had them versus definitely the Motor City Machine Guns. whole lot of fantastic talent, and they were just incredible, honestly. So imagining them, just like, yeah, I haven't seen Chris Hero in the ring now in, what, about a year or two, whenever he was last in NXT? Probably, probably, two, probably right. two to two and a half. It's been a minute, right. So, like, I don't know what he's looking like in the ring right now, but I know what Claudio's looking like. And at the end of the day, if they have even half the magic that they had back in 2010 when they were a team, seeing them get to mix it up with the likes of FTR and the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks and all the teams that AEW's got on its roster would actually be kind of awesome. It's disappointing, though, because, like, I mean, I can't speak for Cesaro's, you know, years before WWE, you know, Ring Around and all that. But just from me coming in the last couple of years, he felt like a WWE guy. Like, he feels like a guy. Okay. He feels like a, okay, a great fit, a great character. And the fact that they couldn't even use him. I mean, he was obviously used well early on. But I'm talking about the last year or two. Just the last year when we got that tease, you know, Germania season last year, you know, that they couldn't, uh, something work. Nothing stuck after that. What, what would you say, and, and Ernest, this might be harder for you to answer because you don't have, I don't know how much of his WWE run you've seen, um, but Mike, I only got to the bar recently because my, my youngest son, my oldest son, well, Eli, you know, watches a lot of that 2016, 2017, 18 era a lot. So, right. went through him, learning about the bar and all that, you know, I've only got, you know, Okay, so, like, you and you'll have an answer for this, but, like, Mike, you can answer this a little bit more thoroughly, I feel like, and I don't know if Craig is there, but maybe if he yeah. has an answer, too. I can tell he's there. I see his arm. Uh, and, and you're high. He's high. Both of you. But if – what would you say was his best run in WWE? Like, what was the closest thing to, oh, wow, Cesaro's actually getting over here? Other than, like, maybe the recent time when they had him feuding with Roman, what other time do you think it was? Like, what's the best thing? Like, what, what will be his legacy in WWE? Is I can, it I, I can tell you what the worst one was. Huh? I can tell you what the worst one was. What? The Real Americans. Oh, God. When was that? Un-Americans. No, the Real Americans. It was the Real Americans. Right, right, with Jack Swagger. Yes, don't tread on me with, uh, you know... We the people, yeah. That's on the surface. I mean, see that it doesn't sound appealing. Um, to me, would be all his time with Sheamus, like either against him or as the bar. My, I think my answer would be him, like winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, 
uh, with his yeah. election of Big Show, or the fact that he won like something in Saudi Arabia, right? Didn't he win one of the one of the matches in Saudi that's Arabia? Just, that's just a waste of such amazing talent. Oh, I agree with one percent. Like I can't speak on his entire career, but I mean, the easy answer for me would be what the you know the Seth feud and the Roman feud, obviously last year. But watching the stuff with the bar actually to me is is fantastic. Also, I mean, honestly, the I, the loved, hmm? I loved back when he was tag teaming with um, Tyson Kidd. Uh-huh. Like, their tag team was fantastic, honestly. And I feel like if if Kidd hadn't gone out injured, like they might be a more legendary team. In WWE, like they might be more remembered than the bar is, honestly, but because their time was kind of cut short, that's just not the way it worked out, which is fair, you know, like that. That's what happens. But uh, I don't know. I feel like his overall WWE legacy, and I hate to say this because like I genuinely huge fan of Cesaro, loved him since, you know, those Ring of Honor days, seen him wrestle at Chikara, met him countless times and by countless times, I mean twice. You know, there's just a lot of Cesaro that I'm a big fan of. So it makes me sad to say it, but I feel like he's one of the bigger, almost was, stories in WWE. Like, there were so many times where it seemed like they were going to pull the trigger, and maybe they even did pull the trigger, but nothing came out of the gun. You know, like, there was him... There was him returning the night after WrestleMania at that one Raw and being in, like, that a four-way cool. match to become number one contender for the title. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, that was felt like it should have been a moment. There was when they teamed him. They had Paul Heyman being his manager. There oh. was, you know, when he feuded with Roman only, like, a year ago. There was when he he had a lot of, oh, this feels like it's going to be it. And mm-hmm. then it never went anywhere. And, like, you, I think you alluded to this, at least, Ernest, that, like, he had all the things that you expect for the recipe for success in WWE. He had the size. He had the agility. He had the speed. He had all the things that you think Vince McMahon is looking for, but somehow it still just didn't work out. And, he was, like, and the sad part is it feels like it never was going and he, to. And he was good at both sides of the face. It was good to face. Right. I mean, it, it's a miss. It, 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 to me, it isn't even about him not winning the title. Because a lot of value in being in the picture. Yeah. And he's a guy that should have been in last week's Elimination Chamber. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. So, it's a miss for me, man. What, so, I mean, I don't know. And I'm hoping... He's one of the guys I know. AEW's got the bloated roster now. I know. I yeah. I know all of that. I don't disagree with any of that. But I want to see him in AEW. I'm not gonna lie. As an AEW mark, of course, I want to see him there. I, I just yeah. what I'm gonna get once I, he gets to Tony Khan's you know graces. He's gonna be he's gonna be off on TV for one week and off for two three weeks. Yeah. Uh, roster i guess i mean i don't know it'd be interesting i'd like me personally if he did come into AEW and if he didn't come in with hero instantly i would have him feud with someone who actually is very familiar with chris hero i'd have him feud with eddie kingston because i think it would kind of fit into what they do with kingston anyway where they have him fighting all these former wwe guys so it would just kind of work out anyway yeah i will say though you know, look, I'm not happy Cody's gone from AEW. I know it's not, it's not really a Cody conversation. But I will say Cody not being there, 
it just open up some space for potential things here. Like if, if, it opens up one space. It doesn't no. open up a lot of spaces. But Cody, he when he was there, he was one of the main guys that took a lot of TV time. So he took a decent amount of TV time. Uh, so you can utilize that space now with a, a, a Cesaro or whatever it may be, you know, in that spot. Not saying to do what Cody did, but at least to juggle top people into that, you know. The problem is they need, they need to utilize the, the roster much more broadly, if you will. And, and again, Tony Khan, for the fucking 20th time in the last, like, year, you don't need fucking 10-minute matches every, every match every 10 minutes or longer. You don't have to. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have any problems with any of that. Like, I, it's interesting because they really are like overloading the roster. But it is what it is. I think that still, this is still a two, three year old company now. It's still kind of going through growing pains. You know, it's still kind of establishing itself. Like, I think the roster that they have now is a lot closer to the roster that they wanted from day one which is why the guys that they signed where it was like, hey, we need a roster that's full of people. Now some of them are easy to be like, all right, well, we're not going to re-sign you. Right. you know? The guys they had in 2019, the Peter Avalons and all those guys, for example, joined right. the name you know, they, they were there, we need to fill a roster. But now since then, we've actually added not just a, a board roster, but we've added actually better talent. So now once the time comes up, when time to release time or contracts expire, those guys will be filtered out. You know, unfortunately for them, you know, because there is actually better talent now, you know, in on their roster than in comparison to it was 2019. Exactly. You know, and then a guy like Cesaro would, would be another great pickup for him. And right. I, just probably, that's all. Exactly. Uh, so, Mike, and then before we get to the next topic, I know Mike's falling asleep there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, a little high. No, I, I got two and a half hours sleep last night. I know. Sorry. Okay, so let's get you right now for your topic because it is elimination chamber. Re- re- uh, cello chamber. Cello. <laughs> yeah. So we uh we had a pretty good show on Saturday. I enjoyed some of it. I hated some of it, and other parts were just there. Yeah. Um. So, uh, let's hop into it. First show was a pre-show match uh, that saw Rey Mysterio with Dominic defeat the Miz via pinfall. Um, only thing that could happen out of this is that we're getting a Logan Paul match, even though I'm mad on Logan Paul wrestling. At this point, I, I, I'm done bitching about celebrities and fucking WrestleMania. It's something they've been doing from, from day one, from, from the very first WrestleMania. So if you're a wrestling fan not bitching about this, you're an idiot because you fucking, you, call you don't watch wrestling properly because since 1985, we've been doing this shit. Stop. Get used to it. It's part, it's part of the package. You can, you just, just ignore it and move on to the next fucking match. Okay, I hate Logan like everybody else does, but it is what it is. And the Miz is awesome. The man, dude, he is the man. Oh shit, Peter! I love, I love the Miz. I'm a Miz fan. I'm a Miz fan. You know, he takes a lot of. I don't want to say shit from the company. He takes a lot of shit. He does. From fans. But, but you know what it is? No, no. He but, takes but, a lot but, of shit from the company, not the fans. Okay. 
No, from the company, but he's marketed himself and branded in himself. The shitty matches, the shitty gimmicks, the shitty fucking... But he's got to be making so much money that it doesn't matter. He's de- huh. Like, to me, he's like right. a future Hall of Famer. Okay, well, he, that, that's a lot. Wait, Mike, Mike, real quick. Maybe I'm not seeing it. Maybe you guys can explain to me. From the company, what exactly is he from the company? What do you, what do you mean by that? The way he's booked? I mean, yeah, look, it's WrestleMania season, and we got no title picture for you. You're no title picture, but we're going to bring it to life, which is fine and all because it's the entertainment value you're getting out of it. But, like, okay. it's, kind of, it's kind of shit that he's always had the celebrity partner. Yeah. Like, his one true, like, real WrestleMania move by himself, he got a concussion, and The Rock came out and set up a match for a year later. Okay, that makes sense. No, I, I, I can see... Give him, an, uh, give him an IC title run with a, with, the, with a new belt, but bring back the old belt. He's getting it back, so... The Miz won our Take 3 Wrestling Intercontinental Championship Tournament. So he's getting a little, a little there as it is anyway. Um, but yeah, at that point, I can see definitely. But it also speaks to something also, too, that the company trusts him to do stuff with Bad Bunny, to do stuff oh, with... he's definitely, yeah, he's a company man. And... Oh, he's the kind of guy that's not going anywhere, either. And maybe 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 he wants to do this. I guess. I mean, he's he's in a good spot here. Make a lot of money. He's he's forty now. He's over forty years old. So maybe his his head now is more so looking at the the grander picture. He's literally living his dream. Yeah. 100%. He never wanted to be a big player. He wanted to be a WWE superstar. Dan for the stars. I mean, main success. So. Oh no! He's going to get seven thousand three hundred and thirty-seven days of Roman Reigns champion. Miz ain't getting a title reign. I don't think the Miz, to be, to, from where I'm standing at, maybe I, I, you, you may think I'm wrong here. I know, I know he had, he had the title for for about a week last year, but I never looked at the Miz as a world champion type. But as a mid card, like a, a top card, absolutely. That's not a bad thing. You need those guys to to fill your roster. You do, and the Miz is one of those guys. One of the, some of my favorite wrestlers of all time are great mid carters. So, you're a real Brad Armstrong fan, aren't you? There. <laughs> we ain't going that far. All right, next match, uh, Mikey. First match of the main show for the Universal Championship. I miss Greg Hamilton. The head of the table, the Tribal Chief, Mister Ooh Ooh Ah Ah Ting Tang Walla Walla Bang Bang. Roman Reigns defeated Bill Foldberg via technical submission in five minutes and 59 seconds. Um, I said this on the three count show earlier tonight. That really felt like old yeller and Roman going to put him out, but missing the shot. (laughs) The, the, The match did his job. It did his job. I don't think it did its job. I don't think that match was fucking necessary. It wasn't necessary. The feud was necessary. I mean, I mean, I don't think you can use the for the feud is the, what the miss the miss match from two years ago because of COVID. Other than that, we it know necessary because the fans nobody is gave a shit two years ago. Nobody gave a shit here. Again, but, but because he's contracted, oh, we had to do these matches in fucking Saudi Arabia. We know what we're getting. Like the Santa Claus of the WWE. We know the negative 
percent chance of him actually beating Roman Reigns. Let's start there. He's never won that match at all. Ever. Ever. So we know what we're getting no matter what with Goldberg. Okay? It was a matter of putting a, a putting a, a a match that actually looked semi decent. And to, to Roman's credit, he I'm kind of overwatching for no similar that's probably, I mean, it is what it was. I mean, it was a C match. I'll give it a C. But that's all it is for me. It is, I'll, it give it a, I'll give it an I, incomplete, because there was no fucking reason for him to fucking have a six-minute match when he had a 14-minute entrance. <laughs> Joe, what do you think of this match? Uh, it was fine. It did his job. I don't have anything particularly special to say about it. It was there. Uh, I go Fabio Vega of this show. Exactly. Yeah. What is it? What is the next Saudi show? Like in October, probably. Who gives a shit? Probably. My point is, we'll see in October, Goldberg. Probably not. That's when you'll get Stone Cold. Uh, all right, match number three. Nice team. In the women's elimination chamber match. Oh, sorry, we're in Saudi Arabia. Uh, lemon cello chamber match because you know that's what they call their torture chambers, the elimination chamber. Um, I digress. Uh, it was Alexa Bliss versus Dewdrop versus Liv Morgan versus the almost superhero versus Rhea Ripley. The match was won by this competitor, none other than the. What? What? What was that? Fuck you, Alexa. Go home. <laughs> uh, that match was won by the EST of the PhD of the LSD, of the Onomatopoeia, uh, Bianca Belair. Of the PMS. 15 minutes, 41 seconds. She never needed y'all at all. Well, the heart of the match really was, was Alexa Bliss, really, you know, but... I was I was actually surprised that Bianca won. I thought Alexa was going to take this. Yeah, me too. Me too. But I like it. I like the match overall. I thought there was actually a lot of really cool spots in it. There was some really good storytelling. You, you know I love Bianca Miller. I love her. The only thing that bothers me, and, it, and it, I think it hit me this weekend, for the first, like really more so, more so than any time, is the over-the-top dramatization when she wins. Like, I guess she's happy. and I know it's all, you know, a show or whatever, but it's, it's, it's just a, a bit much sometimes. Like, down a little bit, just a little bit. Um, I for one don't think that she should have won this match. I don't <laughs> judge another Bianca Belair big WrestleMania match after the match she had last year. This is no offense to her. I just don't need it. I think there's other people that could use this match more, um, including Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, Andrea Ripley. Um, but Look, I think this, do you think those people just mentioned? I'm not saying you're wrong about that. Oh, do you think the people just mentioned Rhea, uh, uh, Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, for example? And I, I, I agree Alexa Bliss should, should be, could be in the picture and should be in the picture maybe at some point. But are they ready right now to be in to, – to, I would say hell I made it, hell I made it because they're not going to be hell I made at this point. We just, as you learned tonight, Charlotte and uh, Charlotte and uh, Ronda doing night one and, of course, obviously Brock and Roman doing night two. Are those girls ready to be – in a big spot like that now, WrestleMania. Alexa, yes, I say, because we obviously seen what she's done through the years, but so, Rhea, obviously her title run was a little bit of a, eh, last year. Uh, Liv Morgan had, you know, a couple matches with Becky. She did okay, 
but I'm not sure if we're, we can say she's someone that is ready to be in the uh, main event picture for WrestleMania. Uh, I would definitely say that she is an option because I think she's one of the better in-ring competitors right now. And I'm not saying that she's great. Um, but, yeah, I, I think we have to figure out if there's other women that we can use besides the same four um, in the main events. Because obviously you have Sasha, obviously you have Ronda, obviously you have Charlotte and Becky. Um, Bianca has been in the last two. Bailey, when she's healthy, will be another one. So you kind of have six, like, main event level women wrestlers. I feel like you have to at least attempt to get somebody else. And I'm not going to say to that position because saying that Liv Morgan's going to get to the position of, of Sasha Banks or Becky Lynch is probably inaccurate. But she can be good enough to have good matches and be a main event women's wrestler. And I think that's what we have to look at. It's not just being a main event talent. It's not saying, is Liv Morgan ever going to be on the level of a Roman Reigns? Is is she going to be one of the top seven women wrestler in the company? But the question I I, I asked was, it wasn't necessarily about being a main event person or whatever it means. It's it's that, is she going to be in that spot at WrestleMania? That's the question. Like I I could live doing this, even winning a title in September. Nikki ASH did last year. So we can see that happen in September, whatever, random month here, random raw here, whatever. It's WrestleMania we're talking about here. We're talking about the creme de creme. You know, Alexa, yes, I can see that. You know, Rhea, I, obviously she did last year. So Rhea could, could do it too. So what you're saying is correct. you you, you got to build these stars. But I also think that because of the way SummerSlam went last year with Bianca and, and, and Becky. The exact reason why they don't need to have this match. Well, they, they got to pay it off somehow. You can have that sitting there, and then that's it. Okay, well, Becky, one more 20 seconds, and that's You don't have to ever pay anything off. The fact that you think you do makes you think that uh, they had to have that Roman Reigns-Goldberg match because two years ago it got called off because of COVID. At the end of the day, like, I don't necessarily think that this has anything to do with, oh, we have to have a payoff from something that happened five months ago. Like, at the end of the day, I don't necessarily know that I'm in love with this match. I would have rather of somebody. A long time from that. They just started. I know. Weird, right? Is Mike? I would agree with you if what transpired in SummerSlam did not happen. I don't care if it happened or not. I th- that match is not one that moves the needle for me, and the reason why it doesn't move the needle for me is because of like, oh, great, it literally happened. At SummerSlam, uh huh, and man, I don't, I don't need to see them have a have a long match. Next question: Is Bianca worthy of being a main event star now? Because that's because to me, it's more about Bianca's positioning moving forward. Is she now a main? Is she now? Because to me, if you're not going to pay off this match at some point on the road, then we just very big Bianca Belair just cause. And now there's nothing to solve that riddle. And now Bianca's back to just being a mid-carder. Which we, we know damn well she's better than her talent alone is better than that. But what do you really do here? Like, are you really having Bianca win at WrestleMania two years in a row? The title? Like, is that what we're building here? But is that is that a, is that a bad thing at this point, though? I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I know what's happening now. The title run, now, run was lackluster. Her yeah. was not great. 
No. It was kind of mediocre at best. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, I'm not necessarily all in on giving another title run to Bianca Belair. We haven't given Rhea Ripley one. Why are we giving her one? Right. Well, Rhea had one last year after she won. She'd be Asuka. So, technically, they're even right now. And no way, I'm not against Rhea getting it either. There's, there's, there's two belts here. We can. And, and technically, we've, we've already watched Bianca Belair have a main event match at WrestleMania. It was a fantastic match, too. Yeah, and then her title run was fucking hot garbage. And that, it, might, and that might be disrespectful to hot garbage. I mean, outside the Bailey, outside the Bailey uh, feud, yeah, I, 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 I was. I, I, I no, no, I will agree with this. It was underwhelming. That I agree with you on that. It was underwhelming. Then why are we rushing to put her right back in the same spot three hundred five days later? I feel like they, they, they build more of a like redemption storyline than they actually have. Like I think that they think this is some comeuppance of oh she lost in thirty seconds at SummerSlam and she's had to build all this way back up and stuff and they didn't actually pay through with that storyline. She kind of lost at SummerSlam and then did a whole lot of nothing. And like you said, it was kind of like in the middle of the card doing nothing until she won the Elimination Chamber. Like, she's really kind of just been there until she needs to have that one big moment. And now all of a sudden it's like, I'm going to get my comeuppance for SummerSlam. It's like, but we that could have been built over the last like six months or eight months or however long it's been. That could have actually really been put together as a great story, and it just wasn't. No, that's what you're saying there. Uh, I mean, I had you know after SummerSlam for two months straight, where she wasn't you know doing you know, wrestling Becky you know at uh, Crown Jewel, you know, triple threat match, which was an underwhelming match. Also, too, we, we all discussed on the on the podcast, whatnot. I agree with you saying. I, I, just that again, if if she didn't lose what she did in SummerSlam, I wouldn't feel this way. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think if she would have gotten screwed over and lost the title after like a 12-minute match, I would care more about this match. At the end of the day, I give no fucks about this match. You it's itself. What? Your, match, your, your issue right now is the match itself. It's not Bianca necessarily. It's the match itself. You Bianca and Becky. I'll say it's a combo draw. Okay. I don't want to watch Bianca in another major WrestleMania match. And I necessarily don't love the fact that this is a quote redemption story for her losing in 37 seconds at the, I truly believe that if she lost 37 seconds. Maybe I'm wrong that it's not a redemption story, but it feels like that's what they're going for now. That, that, that's the only angle you have. If you lose in 20 well, seconds... That's the only angle you have, as far as I'm concerned. Well, use this one. Is, it was, I mean, that's the only one that works, in my opinion. You're right, Joe. So, we'll see how... Go ahead, Craig. Um, They got six weeks or whatever to build it up. Yes, you do the whole redemption. You beat me, blah, blah, blah. You know, blah, 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 back and forth. I think she loses, though. And I think what she needs for her, uh, um, what's her name? Bianca. Mm-hmm. And with Sasha Banks coming back sometime soon, right? I think what the women's division needs is a good, a really good feud. Not that Nikki Ash, Rhea Ripley thing. That, that was okay. The end of the tag team. You know, but like a real, like, 
I hate you feud between two individuals that don't involve a title. We kind of have, well, well, without a title, you said, without the title. Yes, without a title. Keep the belt on Becky, you know, let, let Becky be the, the woman's, you know, big thing on Raw and... But you kind of have that with Naomi and, and uh, and, and, and what's her face? Uh, fucking, I don't you know. Deville. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not fucking with matches. I mean, that's, this is, that's, that, that's very easily filled. You that's, know, that's, that's, that's Bianca Belair and Bailey whenever Bailey comes back. But I think, I think putting her in something with Sasha will help her get, you know, to that not, not, not two faces. Which one do you turn heel? I, maybe, maybe, okay, so uh, you always turn Sasha heel. She's it, so much better as a heel. It is time to turn Bianca heel then, and she has done it before in NXT. So it's not like it's something we have not seen before. I mean, was she really a heel in NXT? Because myself and Joe have been to NXT shows. Looks like pizza. Um, and, not Mexican pizza, right? Mexican pizza. And, and literally, okay. they're like the entire crowd is still singing her entrance song. Okay. Heel. I just I don't I don't think she's really done a heel role. No. Um, I'm not necessarily all in on, on a heel role being for her because of the way that she celebrates her wins and being so over dramatic. I don't think but, that right. It I don't know that her character. If you change that perception of her, it I don't think it helps her character. Yeah, but they did it with Bailey. Bailey was all happy, joyful. Happy, happy, joy, okay. joy. Bailey wasn't running <laughs> around. Bailey wasn't running around like, oh my god, I just won the world title when she beat Nikki Ash in a seven-minute match on a random episode of Monday Night Raw like Bianca Belair was. No, ba- Bailey, and also Bailey, the way they said with Bailey was actually perfect. They they kind of made it subtle, and every week she, you know, get pushed to the crowd, and before you knew it, she changed her haircut and all that, and then you know, rest history. You know. Yeah. So. I, I, I'm just, I just think that this match just, just doesn't, it just doesn't. I mean, that's clear. It's <laughs> quite clear. I'm a fan of, of this. And I, 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 this is probably a topic we can probably dive into even more down the road because, you know, we, I look at Bianca as someone who's, who's one of the top women in the company. And if obviously there's, there's some, there's an opinion on that, which you could, down the road, we can probably do a little topic on that, um, Bianca with how to book her going forward beyond WrestleMania and all that. So, anyway, next match. Uh, speaking think, of sh- wait, oh. wait, can I say one thing? Go ahead. I think it's an overall issue that this WrestleMania card is having right now for me. Okay. Which is, I look forward every year to WrestleMania to getting some matches and feuds and stuff that you, that are new, that are, you know, special there's something special about them and this year so far it's a lot of matches we've already seen yeah no that, 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 that's correct we've seen brock and we've seen brock and roman not even four months ago <laughs> you know uh now is this type of title so it is um i mean uh, we've seen ron against charlotte you know in some capacity in the last couple of years so now i'm with you i mean it doesn't feel special but you know this is why it's important building stars. Yep. Um, next up, we talked about the Sonya Deville and Naomi feud. It was a tag match between Ronda Rousey and Naomi, and then Sonya Deville and Charlotte Flair. Uh, it was victorious by the faces. Um, 
Ronda Rousey wore a gi and had one arm tied behind her back. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it was that match was there. That apparently was the gi she was born in. <laughs> oh God! Anybody have anything on this, or are we just move it on? We just move on that match. I mean, it was just there. This is getting into the WrestleMania match. So I hope it's not the end of the Naomi and Sonya Deville feud because I, I do that. I'm enjoying that feud. Uh-huh. Uh, they're fighting at Mania for yeah. sure. Yeah. So that's that's, that's the third women's match. Is hoping, hoping Naomi, hopefully Naomi's uh, back in the in, in the main event picture. Hopefully, we'll see. Um, in a match where Madcap Moss left a quarter of his brain <laughs> laying on the mats of Saudi Arabia, it is uh, Drew getting the win over Madcap Moss in nine minutes even. Um. Yeah, Drew versus Happy Corbin, obviously the route we're going to at Mania. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Madcap Moss leaving half of his brain on some floors in Saudi Arabia, though. Nice touch. Yeah, I mean, I mean you never know when you're going to see a beheading in Saudi Arabia, so. Oof. I mean, I like Drew. I like uh, Corbin. I'm not excited about the match at WrestleMania. Mm-mm. Yeah, I was thinking maybe Drew being the top picture, some you know, by, 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 by I'm time. more excited for that match than I am Bianca Belair and and Becky Lynch. That's fine. I mean, hey, okay. I, I just think that Drew McIntyre in ring is one of the better in ring precision guys in in wrestling, and if there's anyone that can get a good to great match out of. Uh, Baron Corbin, it's it's Drew McIntyre. Well, I I I I am a big Drew guy, so I, I'm you know, but I just think that I'm not, I'm not excited. But I, I think most of the fact that I was hoping to see Drew in the top picture by this time, and this is obviously going to be a, this what a filler match in comparison to what we're going to be getting at Mania. So that's all. My prediction was actually when we had the draft back in October was that Drew and Roman at Mania. Mm-hmm. I'm getting Drew and Corbin, which Corbin's great, obviously, but it's just not what I, you know, thought I was going to yeah. Or, or, I'm finish chewing. <laughs> or, we rebrand Drew McIntyre as a yodeling, like, he lives in the mountains, and he wears all, like, bright green, and he's Mountain Drew. Moving on. Next one. <laughs> you are the worst. <laughs> oh, God. It's 14 seconds. Becky Lynch punches her ticket to WrestleMania as she defeats WWE Hall of Famer Lita. This is a fun match. It's fun. I enjoyed it. It's probably the best match on the show. Like if, if if you use Lita the way you use Goldberg, if not if not even more more common, like a couple times a year, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. She she has she has a place here. Oh, I, 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 I actually some of the women from yesteryear have some you know Trish Stratus time. You know, I mean shit like that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I, agree. I thought it was a good match. <laughs> I think there are parts where it could have been better. Um, but yeah, no, those two those two really worked their butts off. Um, and uh, it seemed like it was one of the better matches of the show. Mm-hmm. Royal Rumble. Was that her first, was that her first match in years? Uh, like, um, 
I feel like she popped out, popped up at like last year's Royal Rumble two or some shit. I remember seeing her last year. I don't know. I think that or she had a match with Trish Stratus or something. She was it have a match with Trish? It was her and Trish versus. Was that SummerSlam? How how, how recent was that? though, was the question. Two two years maybe maybe, maybe three. Well, you were there three years ago, so and Trish wrestled Charlotte that night. Did we see Lita at, uh, in Toronto? No, I remember seeing Trish against Charlotte that night though, and you guys were there. Hold on, this is easy. Google's friend. Yeah, just go to cagematch.net and look up. Lita, this is easy. Oh shit, I hit the wrong thing. My fingers are too fat. Alright, continue. <laughs> you got the bike problem. <laughs> Sausage fingers. <laughs> uh, no, but I enjoyed the match. Um, no surprises here, although, I mean, a couple spots, you know, you think, oh, Lita can pull this off, maybe, maybe check out the WrestleMania. Uh, picture a little bit for the women's division, but no, you know it's not going to happen. Now, I, I, think, I think the question is now, what's the next lead-up? Because she left a little cryptic message on, you know, saying that if this is my last match, you know, for whatever, then it's been great, whatever. Do you see her involved still at Mania? That's the question. I, I hope I hope we see her Mania again. Just, just, just to, you know, because why would you use her at this point now and not to use her WrestleMania? It makes no sense. Oh, uh, at least at this point, she doesn't need WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, I'm, I'm saying that maybe, maybe her goal was to have a mania match, so maybe have a little small feud here or something going on, and just to have, you know, I mean, you got, you got time, you got two two days to fill matches, man. I, no, I, I feel like that's just not where things are going with that. I think she was just a Saudi Arabia. Okay. This is one of those. This is going on, on the Huh? This is basically Goldberg on the female side. Yeah, exactly. Like, they always break out 90s talents for these shows, and I think that's where she fits in. Did you get an answer on that, uh, Joe, by the way? Um, sure. No. No. Okay. It looks like she was in, a, like, a really, like, a 10-woman tag on Raw in 2018. So, basically, th- uh, four years, basically. Poor-ish. It looks like I don't know. I, I I might be looking at the wrong thing. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out later. All right, Mike. Next one. Um, we had a supposed uh, tag match uh, where the Usos jumped the Viking Raiders. Why would you send both teams to Saudi Arabia that never happens? Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, it's a waste of uh, space on a very large plane. Yeah. Oh, they'll be wrestling WrestleMania. Uh, they'll be involved in some kind of multi-man match. I call that. Yeah, when you guys say that a couple weeks ago on the show that you, we can see a, like a fail four-way type of shit, whatever. Yeah, they do every year. There's always one of those on on. Yeah. Like I can see that happening. Put a raw, raw was it raw titles? Yeah, it's, it's SmackDown titles, right? SmackDown titles. Yeah. Right. I can see happening. Well, it wasn't a match, so fuck it. Next one. <laughs> in our main event, 14 minutes 56 seconds. Brock Lesnar punches his ticket to champion versus champion as, he's, as he defeats Riddle, AJ Styles, Austin Theory, Seth Brook, and Rollins, and then the champion Bobby Lashley, who we know has, quote, entered con- uh, concussion protocol, a.k.a. shoulder surgery. Uh, yeah. Um, 
maybe we should stop letting people of Bobby Lashley's side take uh, German suplexes. Yeah. Um, so obviously, obviously, what happened in the match? You know, going to the you know going to the pod, but that was, that was a work, obviously. No shit. Right, just making sure. Cause, no, because I, I was at work when the match happened. Lawrence sent me in text. I think he had a concussion. I don't know if it's real or not. I go, and at the time I wasn't sure. I, I wasn't aware of Bobby Lashley's injuries post Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay. And then you know, I, I watched Master Life for the first time. Yeah. Um. I mean, Austin was fun. He was fun in that match. He was. He. he I, I thought he did a very good job. I thought he got a lot, a lot of good heat. I thought he fucking annoyed Brock. Um, to me, outside Brock winning, he was the highlight of the match. Honestly, it was it was it was Austin Theory. How did you feel about Brock just kind of beating everybody in that match? No, I'm okay with it because it's it. We're we're gonna have we're setting up for two monsters in WrestleMania. But you think it's okay that they basically sacrificed the entirety of everybody to set that up? I mean, I I don't like call it sacrificing because like. I think we knew we were getting here at some point. Like, if Bobby was healthy, maybe that goes differently because Bobby is obviously the other monster in that match. But there's no surprises here, really. Especially when we know about Bobby, what happened to Bobby, you know, post Lemon Cheller, you know. So, no surprises there. You know, it is what it is. Um, I'm okay with Brock being a monster and Brock being a babyface monster, in fact. And Brock's having a fucking good time. You saw him pull with fans after the after the match on both sides of the, of the aisle. Like, wow. It's like, yeah! Like, what? This is Brock Lesnar? You know? <laughs> this, this is great. I'm, I mean, it kind of feels like this might, could be his last run, too. Also, a really major run because and he's, he's kind of like... I'm not saying it is the case, but, you know, the vibe you get, him having so much fun and just, like, taking the moments in, kind of feels like that has that, like, oh, last run vibe. I'll be honest with you. I, 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 I see a scenario of him winning on, on at WrestleMania. Yeah, I do too. In fact, I, I think the odds of him winning WrestleMania are actually a lot higher than you realize. No, I actually agree with you. So, other than that, it's about that. I mean, that, that, that to me, it was, it was obviously Brock's dominance, but, and then beyond that, it, it's Austin Theory. I thought, look, he's, to me, he's not a main event guy, but he's, not, he, but he's a guy like the same way we, you could use Cesaro for the last year. Austin, you could use him in, in those little, you know, in the mix kind of thing, you know, top of the, of the mid card and sometimes flirt with the, with the, with the title sometimes. He fits. Hmm. What was that? Hmm. What, what was what? All of it. Match itself, I mean? Dude, you're fucking snoring as he's talking about Austin Theory. Nah. <laughs> That's what Austin Theory does. He makes you go to sleep. Not a fan, huh? I wasn't a fan of his in Evolve. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I wasn't a fan of his in NXT. I wasn't a fan of him in the Bioluminescent brand. I- I'm sorry. I'm not Joe. I'm not gay. His abs don't do anything for me. There. Well, Joe's a fan. Joe's, Joe's a stan, actually. Probably. Joe's a fan. Joe's a stan. So, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, he's the equivalent of, like, Mandy Rose to the, to the male fans. Ooh! Wow, that's a diss. I meant from a look perspective. Ooh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, what, did you think he was having five-star matches? 
no, 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 no. I, I'm not saying this guy's a fucking, you know, like, uh, you know, just put the fucking rocket ship on this guy. I'm not saying he's that guy. He's he's definitely a good mid-card guy. I don't see more than that, but he has a, good, he has a fun gimmick. It, it's, yeah, but they've given him this, quote, Vince McMahon rub and have turned him into fucking Drew McIntyre the first time with the chosen one gimmick all over again. It's fun. It's, it's, he, he had a couple good spots it's in the match. Not, but it's not fun. The fucking golden egg and the hide and seek. And oh my god, you do Vince McMahon proud by taking all these selfies before I wrestle them. No. Fucking retarded. <laughs> oh well. Um I'm over the selfie gimmick. If I wanted selfies, I'd ask for you to bring back Tyler Breeze. I will say this much though. I will say that you know it will get old at some point. Like at some point. I, I will say by movie right. change up a little bit. And I will agree with you on that. Um but in terms of the grade of the show, uh I I'll give it like a B minus because it did it job i mean the, that match that were good were decent obviously um the ones that were bad were really bad but i thought the show did its job for the most part and it's it, it, it basically this is the show to move forward to get into mania because now we got seven weeks of, of build between now and wrestlemania so be my um then i'll rule that I'll, I'll give it a solid c okay okay joe yeah i guess about the same which one c yeah. 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 There was some miss. I was some misses there, but you know. I don't even know that there were misses as much as it just didn't feel at like super important. You know, like it didn't feel like like yeah they they gave us the setup for the Lesnar and Roman like title versus title, but I don't know that that match actually needed that. Um, that show would have been just fine. Had it taken place in like Philadelphia, New York? Okay. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. If Bobby was healthy this match, the result? He wins. Okay. I, I, I said it. I said it. I said it on three count earlier that I felt that once they found out that Bobby was a no go, um they made the decision to go title for title because it was just an easier thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think that it now saves you from having to rush the title onto somebody else on the raw roster and then rush a title match. Um, it just makes it easier. It makes it safer. It makes it the safer play. Um, especially when they found out that Bobby was not going to be able to defend it. I just think that it was it was Brock or Bobby were the only two that, that had a legitimate chance of defending the title coming out of this show uh, at Mania. Um, and when Bobby goes down, I think it's just it's so much easier just to... It's not as an extra thing that you can put on attached to that match to make it even bigger. I don't think Bobby getting hurt too, especially took the wind to the sails or everything. Definitely didn't help. Yeah. So, alrighty, let's bring us home. My, my topic here to end the show, and mine's really simple. Um, I've been, you know, going through a little bit of a situation where I have not watched any week-to-week wrestling over the course of the last two months, and I've noticed, you know, one of the habits I've, I've I've noticed last in three years of watching the current product is that, especially when football's back in, in the fall, you know, and then you have football, you got Baseball playoffs, you have the NBA's back, all that. I have a hard time keeping up with the week to week stuff. 
and it's gotten worse and worse every year. Like, I know it's around, say, Survivor Series area, November, December especially, I have a hard time keeping up with the week to week product. And I, to me, it's like one of those things where, like, well, can you consider yourself a, a diehard wrestling fan but you don't watch it week to week, every, every week like that? And I'm like, I don't know. Because this is something that Jim and I talk about a lot, too. Here's a theory. Here's this thing is this. Like, if I don't watch a Raw, a Dynamite, or a SmackDown within 24 hours, it's out of sight, out of mind. I don't worry about it anymore. I don't watch it within 24 hours, it's gone. I'm not going back to watching it again. And I started embracing that theory, actually, two months ago. Once I started, like, two or three days away from the, from the event, there's no point going back and watching it, because you just, you know, you have more and more to watch. So, my, my, my question is this. And this is probably going to open up a bigger topic here, hopefully. Is it possible to still be an informed wrestling fan by not watching the weekly product every single week on a on, on a rotated basis? Um, I mean, I obviously think that you cannot watch every week and still know what's going on and be informative of what's going on based off of what's available to you uh, via clips on YouTube, uh, written up articles you should read on PW Insider, detailed reports on, on what happened on shows. Um, I haven't watched an episode of Monday Night Raw in probably 10 weeks. That shocks me. I don't know why. That shocks me when you said that to me last week. Ah, that's what happens if you work Monday nights, and then you wake up Tuesday morning, and the last thing you want to do is watch pro wrestling from the night before. Right. You'd rather sleep. You'd rather do whatever. You'd rather watch a different show, catch up on reality TV or uh, other TV series that you watch. Um, yeah, I just uh, I'm not I'm not in love with having to watch because of the, what's available to you elsewhere to still know what's going on. Right. Do you feel, well, you and I are obviously major sports fans uh, outside wrestling. Do you have an issue with, like, baseball's on, football's on in the fall especially, that that gets in the way of potentially watching wrestling shows? The only the only time that it does, and this is me, is the World Series. October, right. I think you said October. October. Um... A random game on a Sunday, like Sunday Night Football, it's like, oh, but it's going up against a premium live event, which it never will because of the Peacock stuff, because um, that'd be stupid to go up against yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, even even if it did, like, oh, we have to move it to Saturday. Okay, fine. Oh, we have to do, you know, you're going up against Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football instead. I'm going to take my chances going up against Sunday Night Football. Like, I right. Right. No, I have, I have that issue. Uh, uh, to me, October, November, and December, especially, and, that, and and not just watching sports, but even you and I are in the content business. We carry content on top of that too. We, we content football content, basketball content, it would be. So on top of everything else, I still want to watch what people talk about too, the sport. So that to me gets in the way also of, of keeping up the week to week. Now, that being said. The WWE does a fantastic job of place of placement. They place their product to where you have to know what's going on. Like you know what's going on by YouTube, you know what's going on by Instagram, whatever it may be. AEW, not so much. But to to their to their defense here, I think mainly because they, they want you to watch Dynamite because they need those numbers. 
In, in, in other words, USA needs WWE, not the way around. AW needs TNT t- slash TBS. And, that, and that's the difference here, too. So, but that's why I was, but when I, if I, if I prioritize one show more than the other, I probably prioritize Dynamite more because Dynamite is the show I feel like I have to watch because I really, really don't know what's going on because they don't do a good job of actually placement on all the feuds going on on the YouTube page. Like, per show, per Dynamite episode, they might put one, maybe three clips tops from the show, and that's it. With other feuds, and that's it. Hi, buddy. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Aw, you crying? All right. It's Uncle Mike. Uncle Mike's high right now. We almost did it, <laughs> but I, I, they they do a better they do a better job of placement with their product than AEW does. But I think also, that's also by design because of their situation. WWE is a forty plus year you know c- company that has the, you know everybody by the balls. AEW company. I feel like your question's dumb, um, and it's only it's only in the wording of your question. Like yeah. I see the idea that you're going for because. You're asking, you're asking a question that the answer is yes, yes. You can factually follow along with any wrestling company you want today without actually watching any of it. Tell I follow New Japan. I can't tell you the last time, other than a couple of the Wrestle Kingdom matches, that I actually watched anything from New Japan. But I can tell you what's going on in New Japan. I can tell you who's feuding with who. I can tell you who the champions are. I can tell you who's coming up in the New Japan Cup. All that kind of stuff. But I haven't actually made time to sit down and watch much New Japan because I just don't have the time for it. That said, like, you really can. Like, if you want to watch the, if you, like, like, right, like, I think Mike said it before, right? Like, I know what's going on on Raw. I can't say the last time I actually watched an episode of Raw. You know, I watch NXT because I am usually in a, I'm usually doing something where I can easily have NXT on on Tuesday nights anyway. Otherwise, I wouldn't go back and watch it if I missed it. Like, that's honestly just not what I would end up doing. I came up with NXT months ago just because it, it's hard to fit into my schedule because of everything else going on. But so I think that the better question is, and I think this is where it's interesting to me, because, look, we've all were kids at one point watching wrestling before the Internet was a big deal and all of that. So I think the better question is just simply, was it more fun when you actually like had to watch the TV show every single week in order to know what was going on versus being able to just read it on the internet, being able to just see clips and stuff like that. Like which version of being a fan is more fun? Well, it's hard to tell because you know, when, you, when I watched back then I was 17, 18, 19 years old versus now I'm 41, turning 42, you know, so it's different priorities and all that and headspace. I mean, I don't know how, I, I don't know how I would, how, how I would be, at 1819 in 2022, you know what I'm saying? It'd be a little different. Like having all this content to watch and it's, it's really overwhelming, honestly, you know, but to me, it's, it's like, okay, so the reason I brought the question too, especially is that with WWE, because I, they, they are so good with the, with the product placement that I haven't watched a Raw SmackDown in months and yet I know what's going on. In AEW, it's been about seven weeks since I watched Dynamite. I'm actually lost now. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm actually lost now. Like, I know the MJFC and Punk's feud. I, 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 obviously, I know what's going on now with, with how the cards fill up for Revolution. So, you've seen the cards fill up. But I, I don't know how we got here to some degree. So, now I have this... Do I get... Do I just watch the last seven episodes now to see how we got here? Right. Because they're not doing that 
that. They're not placing that well on social media to, to say, okay, well, they do little clips and that's it, though, but the clips aren't, aren't detailed enough to know what's going on. Yeah, Buddy Murphy debuted this week on Dynamite, yes. But beyond that, what else happened to show that it's important? Adam Cole's in the top match against, Adam, against, against Hangman Page. How did we get there? I don't, I don't know how we got there. I don't know. Literally, Jimmy don't know how he got there. So that's, that's the thing. That's why I feel like it's... For WWE, it's not necessary because they do one premium live event a month. <laughs> you know? So, and they do a good job of telling you how we got here. AEW, one pay-per-view every season. You have to kind of keep up with AEW a little more than WWE. Yeah. That's my, my, my that's my larger point. I think. So maybe maybe if I word a question a little better about probably saying that is a priority to watch AEW or WWE. That's right. the question. But you know I mean, it's one of those things where it's 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 it, it, it speaks of a bigger a bigger thing where we're at as a society is that we are now in an era where there is so much content between wrestling, between sports, podcasts, video, reality TV, you name it. There's so much content. You know, poker streams, you know, <laughs> so much content. So, I mean, it's going to be somewhat hard, but to the WWE's credit, they do a good job of making sure you don't feel left out. AEW, not so much, but again, that's by design because they need those numbers on for, for Turner. So. Fair. Yeah. Am I getting all that? Mm. Yeah. All right. Rest of the week. Can we get going? Ooh, hold on, I gotta add my uh, spreadsheet. I gotta spreadsheet up. Hold on. You guys can start the segment. All right. So my segment. So tell you my my number one selection. Uh, hold on. Okay. Yeah, you're good. You can start. I got it. We're good. I'm gonna go Lita. I'm gonna go Lita. Great job. Ernest takes the slam dunk. If not slam dunks, I'm taking Lita. I will take the slam dunk of the week. Give me the new WWE champion. Give me Bashor Plesnerson. <sighs> so. Um. Didn't, didn't Sammy Guevara do something this week? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You see what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't watch Dynamite. I swear to God, he, like, retained his title against... Every, every week, dude, he's so good. Yeah, no, that might have been last Wednesday. I don't know. I'm not going to nominate him if I can't remember. Um, I don't know. Give me... Mm-mm-mm. Give me Roman. Okay. So, for me, I'm going to go ahead and take a... She retained her women's championship. Well, women's championship. That's Becky Lynch. Give me the new IWGP United States Champion, Sonata. Ah, okay. Really? Yep. I love that. That is awesome. All right. Um, well, they won that Battle Royal last night. That's a big deal, right? So give me Red Dragon. Hmm. Uh, and finally, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, yeah, I'll make a clean sweep here. Lemoncello, how do we call it? Austin. Hello, Chamber. I'm, I'm pissed back off here. Austin Theory. We're a job well done. 
on that spot? Uh, I am gonna go with this man. Ret- oh no, we're gonna go with the new uh, the new Intercontinental Champion, Sami Zayn. Oh, that's right. He won. He won the match on SmackDown last week. That was pre-taped. Yeah, that was an awesome match, though. I missed that. I gotta watch it. One more time for you, brother. Um, I swear to God, he did something. Sammy Guevara. Yeah, then, yeah, he did it. He's hot. We'll assume that. We- <laughs> we'll assume so. All right, so that is the nominees for the month of February. As we did in the month of January, we're going to take all of these names. We'll put them uh, put them into a big uh, power rankings of the top 25, and then we'll update through two months of time here. Uh, so you guys start getting me your results in before you know the end of next week. Sounds good to me. Any final thoughts we get going? Great show this week, as always. I'll be a little sleepy. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go to bed. It's fucking 1240 and I've slept for three hours in the last two days so see you work tomorrow I'm sure yeah all right Joe anything to add before we get going um all the Diaz my, my life is is gonna be a really interesting book one day <laughs> shit I've only known him a couple of years and damn <laughs> the same <laughs> Follow Mike on Twitter. They call me Burn B E R N. Follow J Lo, J Lo, Joe on Twitter. Sugar J Lo. I'm on Twitter. Each mission seven. The Take Number Three Wrestling on uh, on Twitter as well too. First Week Podcast Network. All that. Fellas, good show. I'll see you next week. Yes. Yes, sir. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.